Testing, testing. One, One, two, three. Every time I just hit record and just say. Um, we'll start from the start. Hello, is this thing on? So, so just say. <laughs> <laughs> that sound alright? Certified baddie. Would that work? <laughs> if you like some elements but you don't like others, keep the bits that you like. Damn it! I had something in my head. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. You are now You're listening, listening to, to Braided Podcast at Artful, Artful Dodgers, Dodgers on Sin. Hello and welcome to Braided. I'm Georgina Pantsis. As you will have heard in the first episode, for this season of the podcast, we went live at Sin Radio. Sin Radio is a community radio station working with young people to produce and broadcast their own shows. We learned how to host, panel, and curate content for live broadcast. And for the podcast this season, we're bringing you the shows we created. We'll bring you interviews, music, and banter as we go live to air. In this episode, you'll hear a show produced by Georgia Wilmot, alongside myself, about community art spaces and the positive influence they've had on our lives. You're listening to part two of our show in this episode. You can find part one in the previous episode. Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Wurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands of the Sin office and studio stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches, on which SIN partner organisations stand, as well as where our online workshops and programs reach and are delivered. So now we're going to be showing off Chook's interview. I think we had a really good time interviewing Chook the other day. She's such a lovely and inspiring person. So I really hope you enjoy her interview. Here it is. You're listening to Braided from the Artful Dodgers studio on Sim Radio. Hi Chook, thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. How are you feeling? Beautiful. The sun's out. I'm in Diamond Creek um, on the outskirts of Melbourne. Yeah, lovely day. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Let's get cracking on the interview. Can you introduce yourself in a couple of sentences for me? Okay, let's see. Uh, My name's Chook Star Plasia. I'm a community cultural development artist and I'm a visual artist and um, I currently work for the Jesuit Social Services in the community college um, as a trainer and assessor, but mostly um, I use creative means working with uh, participants. And on top of that, I'm a mum of a beautiful boy who's turned 11 today. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. You're such a well-rounded person and you've got so many, like, interesting parts to you, so that's amazing. Um, Georgina, do you want to ask Chuck the next question? All right, so can you tell us a fun fact about yourself? I collect miniature Volkswagens and I love everything visual that is watermelon (laughs) 
shaped or coloured. Oh that's amazing. <laughs> so why do you like watermelon so much? I just think that you never see somebody eating watermelon without a smile on their face. And I really love the shape of a slice of watermelon. I love the colours, that they've got the little seeds in them. I just like watermelon stuff. It's a funny thing. I think a slice of watermelon looks like a Volkswagen Beetle too. And I am quite obsessed with Volkswagens. I will say that my son's initials are VW. His name's Van Wolf. Um, so that he has VW initials. That's how into V-dubs I am. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I think you'll find most artists have some kind of strange obsessive quirks, <laughs> stuff that they're into visually and other, yeah. I think um, Georgina and I can definitely <laughs> say that we have our own quirks being our own <laughs> artists. So, yeah, thank you for opening up about that. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start talking about community arts. What is your background in community arts? Look, it's a bit of a sort of a long meandering story. I've always been interested in art. So I started off going to art school at Sydney College of the Arts. I dropped out because HEX was introduced in my third year at art school. And I've got strong beliefs in free education. So, you know, I wasn't happy about happy about that. And went and worked at a couple of screen printing companies and very male-dominated world, the screen printing industry at the time. And it was getting really toxic, not the social environment, but just the physical environment. There's a lot of chemicals and a lot of noise and a lot of heat. And one day it was summer and it was just really, really hot and I was sick of getting, you know, lung issues. And I quit my job, but I went home and on my landline, it was the 80s, I rang this guy who I helped on a mural on a school excursion and then again in my holidays. And so I rang just for a catch-up to say, you know, I've just quit my job. If there's ever any work with your company, you know, would you ever consider me? And about 10 minutes later, I got a call back from the other guy that owned the company who said, as a matter of fact, we've just been interviewing people for production assistant jobs. And I went in and, you know, I was really young and I sort of didn't know much about what was appropriate for an interview. So I sort of had punk rock torn stuff on and, you know, old shoes and paint all over me and didn't have a CV and just sort of rocked up to see these people and, you know, talk to them about what my passions were and what I was into. And I was lucky enough to immediately score a job with this company called um, Public Art Squad. And they were this amazing company in Sydney. They had hired heaps and heaps of artists and they did lots of community art, but they also had entered into the world of doing corporate public art and that financed their community art. And we had big projects like we did all of Darling Harbour, like all the terrazzo flooring and the flags and the sculptures and next door to Centrepoint Tower at Sky Garden, we did like a 20-foot high mosaic. And all of that amazing work that we got to do in collaboration with architects and building site managers meant that we could afford to go and do projects that didn't make as much money. So go to the Northern Territories and do a mural at a swimming pool in Indigenous community or go down to Tasmania and do a mural in a little town. And so... Because I'd sort of made that one little move to ring these people that I'd had this little creative connection with, I scored this job that meant that I just had all these opportunities. So that inspired me to want to continue to work in art and to work with people and to work with groups of people, not just making my own art and exhibiting it, although I certainly did that as well. Really, really big on my agenda has always been in the sphere of working with young people. And it's a horrible, horrible shock to me that I'm now 54 and I am definitely not in any way classified as a young person, which is a funny thing because when I was 16 or 17, 
I became the first young person on the management committee of the Youth Affairs Council of New South Wales. So that's the overarching advocacy organisation for all youth things like Girls Guides or, you know, the YWCA, any youth organisation that was the advocacy. In uh, Melbourne, we've got YACVIC, Youth Affairs Council of Victoria, amazing organisation. And I managed, with the help of older people, to change the constitution to say that 100% of the management committee had to be young people within a year. We changed that. So that meant that nobody over 26 would be on the management committee that was running the biggest youth advocacy overarching organisation in New South Wales. But that also meant that when I was 26, I had to resign based on the policy that I'd worked on to introduce, which is funny, because I think what happens is that when people get older, they still feel like they're the advocate for young people rather than letting the young people be their own advocate and being a supporter or a champion for them. And so I think it's really important as you age out of being a young person that you realise that you should be a champion for young people, but it's not up to you to say what it is that young people want anymore. So does that make sense? Oh, my God. So... Does that make uh, Yeah, it does. I know I've gone no, on a tangent. No, no. I don't know how, but somehow you've touched me in a way that I feel like I'm about to start crying. Oh. Like... Oh, sweet. Like your whole story, like from where you began <laughs> to now, it's just so amazing. You've done so much. You've had like 10 lives and and you're still oh, going. People say that to me a lot, actually. People say to me a lot, you've had a lot of lives. <laughs> I feel like I've had, a, you know, lots of interesting stuff happen. I can't believe I'm not rich. It's not fair <laughs> or I'll never own a home. That's not fair either. But, you know, sometimes those things go by the by. <laughs> Oh, I'm sweating through my eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. No, I love it. Um, can you tell us what the community cultural artist is, if that's all right? Let's break down what those three words are. So a community is a group of people that have got a common issue, like it might be that you're protesting that someone's going to rip down the forest up the road, a culture, like a cultural background, where like which could be where you actually live and the culture that you're born into. It could just be the culture that you're born into, but where you're not from. You might be a Greek Australian, for example. Um, history, a common history, and also a common geography could be the place where you are. You know, it could be your neighbourhood, your group of neighbourhood people. So that's your community, yeah. And that can go across all sorts of things like age or what school you go to. And the cultural aspect of community cultural development is like your expressions of your values or attitude via arts. So it could be writing, it could be performance, it could be music, it could be visual art. It's how you express those cultural values and attitudes. And then development, that's the most problematic word for me because development sounds really like doing something to someone. So when you say you're going to work with people in the community, in community cultural development, it sounds like you're going to develop them and they're undeveloped and you're going to go and help them. But really, the term development is referring as to that kind of development, well, in my mind, you know, as a relationship develops or as an idea develops or as people in a group develop towards each other in a common goal. So that's where in community cultural development the term development comes in. So basically you've got a group of people who have some commonality using creative means to grow into a relationship or grow towards some kind of outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, that's great. Well, all that you said then, and I think it was 
like you clarified it very well and I think it was really important that you also stressed what the definition of development meant to you because some people can take it the wrong way and try and put their own like ideals their own culture in another culture and a community and like it can cause more problems doing that than like you were saying like you would go there and you would be asking what do you guys need and how can we support you instead of being like this is how you're supposed to do things so (laughs) but it's really important that you stick to those values because you're not helping that community develop and engage with each other if you're some kind of fascist telling them what their artistic outcome is going to have to be. Yeah, 100%. And I think then we go back to what we were saying about young people before. When you're not a young person and you're working with young people, number one way to alienate young people is to go in and tell them this is what the project is. Because I 100% tell you that even if they like that idea, it's going to annoy them because they're going to feel like somebody is just using them to have an outcome so that that artist looks good. So me as the cultural development artist, I look fantastic because this amazing bit of work's been done, but I've just used all these young people to make it, as opposed to me going in going, what is it that you guys want to make? How can I help you with the skills and the knowledge that I have? How can I help you to make an amazing outcome that you're all proud of that has meaning for you? Yep. Oh, my God, I just got, like minor flashbacks to when that's actually happened to me where um, oh. an adult's come to me and told me to do something and then I was like oh I don't even know if I want to do this you know thanks Chook so we're just going to go to a break now our next song is Elijah Augustine's I'm the Land I'm a black man, I'm a cultural man, I'm an ancient man, I'm the land. You're a no man, you're a lost man, you're a dead man, I'm a land.
Better wake up or stand aside Wherever you are, you better hide Greedy hunger for paramore What ego, what you don't own I don't need your worthless body I don't need your evil grime I'm the spirit of creation You broke the law It's payback time was and always will be the land and we're back that was elijah augustine's i'm the land so georgina do you want to ask the next question um why do you feel community arts is helpful and or important i'm going to start like a little bit political and i'm going to say that a hundred percent believe that art needs to be valued in the common wages system now it isn't as much as I would like it to be, and community cultural development at the moment, there's not a lot of money in it and there's not a lot of projects going on. There are some, but there's not, and that's just how the world is right at the moment, not just because of COVID but because of where we're at right now. So realistically, even with a postgraduate degree in community cultural development, that doesn't mean there's work out there to do it, yep. And I think that the only way we're going to move forward and change in the world is to be looking at how we can come together in a creative way to speak up about what we want to change in the world. So, you know, climate change, how are we going to make a difference? Are we going to all just talk, 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 or are we going to make and do things together to help other people to understand? So it's about necessarily that important just as an action we should be doing because I think it's groovy, you know. Oh, it's fun to go and do a project with a whole bunch of people and make a great outcome and all be happy. That's cool. But I actually see it as a really important way of different groups of people who want to say something about their world and they want to change something about their world and they want to be acknowledged and recognised in that world. And so I don't see why they shouldn't be paid for that, but that's, you know, I honestly believe it's something that we should be putting in at that grassroots political level. The local councils should all be providing CCD projects Um, and some still do, but there were a lot more in the 90s, yeah? Early 90s it was becoming a big trend and now it's sort of gone down a bit. I, I live in hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I don't I don't know how, but you still like, I I feel like I'm just uh, I need a tissue or something. <laughs> we'll go start a revolution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Creative revolution. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um so is there anything else that you would like to share, Chuck? Look, I just want to say that I think that making individual art is really important as well. So I'm not just a CCD artist, I am an artist. And making my own art to express what I feel in my heart and what I feel in my brain as well or what I think in my brain, um, you know, that's really important to me because that's me solely expressing stuff that is individualistic and just about me. But CCD art and engaging within a community and having a common goal and having something to say or working out what it is that you want to say, I think that's equally important. So both of them have such an important place in my life. And I grew up, um, the very first part of my life I was born in Fiji. Um, I don't look Fijian because that's not my blood background. But I think that sometimes you develop like a sense of community based around the original sense of community that you had. And 
I really feel that, you know, when you work with community, it often reflects you searching for that essence of community that you may have felt when you were a child, that you felt like you belonged, or that you missed out on when you were a child. There are people that miss out on this, so they're seeking to feel, you know, that sense of community. And I think that being creative in a collective and having something to say, say in a collective isn't just about the individual but one of the benefits for the individual that I want to add is creating some kind of a sense of belonging and I think it really can do that so I think community cultural development all the stuff that I talked about is important and having something to say but I think for the individuals that get involved in projects the benefit for them I think there's so many people that don't feel like they belong anywhere so with CCD projects you don't just do a project then have an outcome at the end then walk away. You have to be talking about what happens afterwards. Do the people still connect with each other? You know, so I think that a sense of belonging is possibly at the base of a lot of things of why people get involved in things. Yes, it's to express themselves. It's to say feeling. But I think often going along to any kind of a group or being involved in a church or being involved, you know, in a choir, all of that is really that broader you know, people talk about that search for love and finding that one person that matches exactly. But, you know, we all know that that isn't necessarily realistic. But feeling like you belong somewhere, it doesn't have to be a physical place. It can be a, in a group of people or in a project, you know, that you belong doing that project. I think that that's a really essential thing in our community for people. And I think that's why having CCD projects is really, really important. So you can help to not just provide but somebody to build within themselves that understanding that they belong somewhere in this world and that they're important. Yeah, that's great. I think I can safely say for Georgina and I that we've both felt that connection with the Artful Dodgers. Um, So that's exactly why we wanted to create this show because we wanted to talk about that more and like try and give more awareness for other young people who might be feeling a bit disconnected at the moment. You're right. I think that many more places like Artful Dodgers should be funded. And, you know, my dream had been to go out and set up Artful Dodgers in other places in Australia, like similar, you know, studios. And there should be a lot more of it. And there used to be a lot more of it. And there will again, I think, with hope, you know, if people like you keep guys keep doing shows like this, you know, so other people can hear what's going on, you know. Um, maybe somebody will get inspired and fund somewhere, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Start another one you know or another five yeah yeah, yeah awesome 100%. <laughs> we live in hope yeah <laughs> thank you so much anyway yeah thank you um, so much no worries you. you guys are welcome it's been lovely chatting with you both perfect thank you go 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 you're listening to Braden from the Artful Dodger Studios on Sin Radio We're back. That was Chook's interview. I really hope you enjoyed it. I definitely had a good time interviewing Chook. What did you think, Georgina? I think she was a very interesting person to uh, listen to, especially with her own experiences. Yeah, definitely. She's had like 10 lifetimes of experiences. It's been like, oh, I could have listened to her all day. It was just great. So coming up next is Kanani. He's one of the participants from the... Artful Dodgers as well, so Kanani's woke up in Australia. I woke up in Australia, across the Pacific, I landed on a land of freedom. 
I woke up in Australia Across the Pacific I landed on the land of freedom uh, What a beautiful day, yo I rode from Port to Melbourne Just went to Adelaide in my holding Ooh. Aussie pretty girls Loving on me from the drop tops Not time for names You want the ground But not some are local some for rain Immigration say to yes For money residence I told my family way Like they told the family's way I got a bowl and make a Competition these is looking at me, hungry kangaroo. You know, Sydney got the most jobs and the wells. Then I rode a golf course where them pretty ladies are. Hide it from your daddy, so expensive to maintain. Let them posit at his pennies. But I got a killer in my right, a killer in my left. All the way to Canberra, Darwin. See, I woke up in Australia, across the Pacific. I landed on the land of freedom. I woke up in Australia, across the Pacific, I landed on the land of freedom. Uh, welcome to Melbourne, the weather changes in a blink. Lived a few years here, I can never blink. Wake up 3 a.m. to get a dollar bill. You got the memo, live every city to which the brook. Academia has so and classic trends. You record time, standing taller than a deep. Got a foreign lady stopping, staring, taking photos. I'm black, they're thinking I'm a refugee, not Aboriginal, regional, strangers, blonds, Caucasian, no discrimination, the city same black, yo, yeah, hallelujah, slam alaikum, no gold, we all the same, it's printed at Oprah House and Hoja Land, Fed square feds, I can't afford to go to jail, I'm talking legal immigrants, you know the shit, I'm talking legal immigrants, you've had the shit, <laughs> Can a brother for the lemonade? That's why I'm grinding every day to get the money back. Vegetarian man, I only eat Vegemite. Old black stereotype, my robe and get the money with the team. But wait up, ain't that the reason why I'm here? If the freedom will motivate you to hustle, get the hell out. Just left this up, we'll pay it up. Pull up to cut the territory. Mate, this weather got me feeling I woke good. Hi, I'm Dara. I've been in Melbourne all my life and I've been a part of the Dodgers community since 2018. I've always had a passion and curiosity for art, but given my cultural background, I had never considered pursuing art. Art was just meant to be a hobby, and there's this notion that being highly educated as a doctor, lawyer, or engineer would bring true happiness. So I chose to follow that path while trying to cast away the artist in me. I lost myself along the way and I tried to make compromises to follow a pathway that would accommodate both my artistic side and my academic side, but I wasn't sure what it was that I really wanted for myself and my future. That was when I discovered the Artful Dodgers studio. At first, I kept to myself and I would only go in every so often, but as I gradually started to warm up to the friendly faces at the Dodgers, I finally felt like I had a place where I belonged. Since the Dodgers, I have gained a clearer idea of how I envision myself in the future and gained confidence to follow that dream. You just heard Adara's quote. That was just a bit of her experience. And before that, we had Kanani's Woke Up in Australia. 
I love that song so much. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Kanani's so good. Um, so we're coming to the end of our show now. Thank you all for listening. I can definitely say the Outfall Dodgers has made a positive impact on both of our lives. Don't you agree, Georgina? Definitely. It has done such great things for the both of us, brought a lot of people together as well. I definitely can say just from my own experience that basically I have a far more fulfilling life now than I did before. Yeah, totally. Me too. Yeah, I think before the Artful Dodges, I was a bit lost and very lonely and also a bit isolated. Like even before COVID, like I knew what being isolated was. And then the Artful Dodges just created a really beautiful community to be a part of. So we're very thankful. But just to quickly mention as well, there's also plenty of other art community spaces and not just the Artful Dodgers. There's things like Signal Arts and there's Neighbourhood Houses as well. And there's also a few mental health organisations like the Satellite Foundation and Headspace as well with like youth advisory committees. So yeah, if you want to like find a space to connect, there's definitely plenty of them out there. Georgina, do you want to tell us a bit about like, you know, if any of this has been brought up some uncomfortable emotions, what spaces to check out? Right. There are places that you can, in fact, contact if you are dealing with any negative thoughts or feelings. Obviously, first, there is Lifeline, which their number is 131114. There is also Kids Helpline, which is 18005581800. And there are also places, much like you said before, Headspace, and there's also Beyond Blue. Amazing. Yeah. So just check those out if you need a hand with anything. So we're going to end the show now. Oh, my God. We will leave you with the Desolettes, another band from the Artful Dodgers. They're amazing. I love them so much. And their song will be Normal Silence. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Braided from the Artful Dodgers Studios. Braided is a production of Upful Dodgers Studios. This season is produced by Georgina Pansis, Reggie Chang, Elijah Augusta, Georgia Wilmot, with contributions from Ollie Woodward, Daniel Kanani, Noah Centilla, Matisse Slater, Kim Hanley, and Stevie Tarua. Plus, mentored and produced by Joel Supple, with radio training by the excellent Jasmine Alevik from Sin Radio. The track you're listening to right now is from the band The Desolettes. You'll hear their music all through the Braided series, along with the sounds from Jesse Sullivan, Elijah Augustine, and Ollie Woodward. Very special thanks to Steer of the Ship and Geliki Androsopoulos and Jason, Halshka, Steve and Danielle at the Artful Dodgers Studios. And a huge thank you again to Sin Radio for their hospitality and stellar radio guidance throughout the season. We're on IG at Artful underscore Dodgers on Twitter at Braided Pod. For more about the podcast, visit BraidedPodcast.com. <laughs>